dead end street like a black cat following a limousine. A brand new problem every time we meet, but the same old reason that the grass ain't green. So self-entitled and your talk is cheap. Leave a path of destruction every time you speak. You burn your bridges, but I just won't leave, cause I can't help caring about a friend in January 9th, 2022. You are tuned into Canadian Patriot Radio, and I am your host, Critch. That's a new one from Billy Talent and Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. Kind of a catchy tune. Anyway, my friends, we are going to move on into the pre show with the first lie of the political sphere and the mainstream media. This one comes to us by way of CTV News, and the title reads, Canadians are angry with the unvaccinated, according to Trudeau. This was written on January 5th, 2022 by Rachel Aiello. At this point of the pandemic, with widespread new restrictions and postponed surgeries for tens of thousands, Canadians are angry with those in this country who still have not rolled up their sleeve to get vaccinated against COVID-19, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said Wednesday. People are seeing cancer treatments and elective surgeries put off because beds are filled with people who choose not to get vaccinated. They're frustrated. When people see that we are in lockdowns or serious public health restrictions now because of the risk posed by all uh, to by or excuse me to all of us by unvaccinated people, people get angry. The prime minister said. Now let's just step out for a minute because we are all well aware that uh, the hospitals are not necessarily filling up because of unvaccinated people. We also are quite aware that the hospitalizations are just as high in vaccinated people as they are unvaccinated, probably higher now at this point. You know, across the board, most provinces, it's actually higher. Uh, more un- or more vaccinated people are in the hospitals than, than uh, unvaccinated. But that's not the point. What we're seeing is the result of probably 40 to 50 years of underfunding of our health care. And we're not even realistically in a pandemic. We're in an endemic. That is what Omicron is. It is an endemic. It is a less fatal, more transmissible version of COVID. And all the variants that are to come are going to be the same way. Unless, of course, they tweak them. (laughs) And you guys know what my opinion of Omicron is anyway. It's a white hat op. In my opinion. All right, let's carry on here. I just I I love the I love the rhetoric coming out of Trudeau because he's so stupid he doesn't even realize that we're just reading between the lines and seeing where they're going. Eventually, they're just going to try to segregate us and put us all into concentration camps for the benefit of humanity. Meanwhile, we're fully aware that their experiment, their vaccine experiment, has completely failed. It has completely failed. At this point, there is no other way to look at this vaccine, heavy air quotes, vaccine experiment, than an utter and complete failure. But let's carry on with the rest of this BS. 
Across the country over the last few weeks, new case counts have hit record highs largely due to the rapidly spreading and more transmissible Omicron variant, prompting a new wave of restrictions aimed at easing the strain uh, on overburdened healthcare sectors and testing facilities. For months, politicians and public health officials have been imploring Canadians to get vaccinated, running campaigns meant to educate, encourage, dispel vaccine misinformation, and implementing proof of vaccination systems that restrict access to certain spaces and activities. According to the latest federal figures, more than 87% of Canadians aged 12 and older are fully vaccinated. However, millions of Canadians have chosen not to receive a single COVID-19 dose. Uh, because millions of Canadians are fully aware of what I just said. It does not work. Omicron is moving freely in the vaccinated. And don't forget about its cl- its friend, Delta. That sh- <laughs> Omicron and Delta are just skipping together through the uh, vaccinated community. Yet you got a, a so-called Prime Minister uh, spewing hate, like we've seen. <clears throat> telling, uh, telling us that... Uh, um, <clears throat> the unvaccinated are taking up too much space and that they're misogynists and racist. You know, stepping out of this article just a little bit more (laughs) because I'm already thinking, uh, I'm sure you guys saw the clip. He was on a French program where he was, he was basically bashing the unvaccinated and, and going forward with his globalist agenda. And he does the same old stereotypical, um, uh, profiling that all unvaccinated people are, are uneducated. Well, let's look at a chart here. And this is called Vaccine Hesitancy in the U.S. by Education Level. Now, high school or less is 20.8. And I'm assuming that that would be in the millions. Yeah, it would have to be to be the U.S. Um, Some college is 18.3. Bachelor's degree is only 11 11 million. Master's is 8.3. So this is just measuring the hesitancy, my friends. So this is giving you the education level of each. Uh, The lowest is masters. Then it starts going back up with professionals, uh, engineering and uh, so on and so forth. And that's at 12.3. And then your highest among all of them is your PhDs. Higher than high school or less, which comes in. PhDs come in at 23.9. High school or less is 20.8. So in, and this is the U.S., keep in mind. So realistically, what Trudeau is calling misogynist and racist are the highest, the highly, the most highly educated people probably in the U.S. and Canada is what he's calling misogynist and racist and telling everybody that they're taking up too much space. Interesting. Let's carry on here with this article. Asked Wednesday whether it's time for a different approach after French President Emmanuel Macron declared he wanted to piss off unvaccinated people, Trudeau said he, he, like many Canadians, is frustrated by anti-vaxxers and that it's not too late for them to do the right thing. I can tell you that frontline health workers, uh, that frontline health worker who is giving you your first dose of the vaccine, even now in January 2022, will be immensely pleased to be able to give you that first dose of the vaccine even today because they'd much rather be giving you an injection of a vaccine that int- that excuse me than intubating you in the ICU Trudeau said on a Facebook live stream conservative leader Aaron O'Toole also encouraged Canadians to get vaccinated well does that surprise you this guy's just a different slice of the same fucking pie uh, advising those who may still have questions to ask them though he also said that he won't divide people over the issue 
I want to make sure people get the vaccine because it's the best tool. No, it isn't. These people are, oh, it drives me absolutely nuts. The best tool still to this day are proven therapeutics. Um, Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, quercetin, zinc, vitamin D, and chlorine dioxide. The most effective out of all of them is chlorine dioxide, my friends. Um, and not just at, at knocking COVID completely out of your system. Uh, a, a broad spectrum of other viral and bacterial infections get wiped out by chlorine dioxide. I encourage everybody to start researching that. Uh, I myself have done about five or six cycles on it. Um, it turns out I was probably giving myself way too much. <laughs> I didn't know. I was... I was you know, most people, they just take a couple drops of it into in uh, each drink that they have. And I was like, meh, I'm just going to put a whole bunch into a, a one liter bottle and I'll just crush one of those every day. And it, it was probably way too much. So it's, I'm walking, walking proof that uh, it's, it's actually quite mundane, that it won't hurt you. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> let's get back to uh, uh, Aaron O'Toole telling us some, some BS. And if we're always just going to going into lockdown, you're going to see people who use that as an excuse not to get boosted or not to get vaccinated, he said. We can accommodate small numbers that may not be vaccinated. We can use the other tools as well to try and find balance in life. The Conservatives are the only major federal party that won't confirm how many of their MPs are vaccinated. All Liberal, Bloc Quebecois, NDP and Green MPs are vaccinated. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. With saline. <laughs> you think that, well, pfft, I don't know. When you look at how stupid the liberals are and the and the NDP for that matter, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the globals actually, globalists actually did shoot them up. Because what purpose do they serve after they've completely installed a uh, fascist totalitarian regime? They can die off with the rest of everybody else. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of that article, my friend. So we got a lot to cover today. So uh, let's get the show started. We'll be right back. Welcome, friends, to Canadian Patriot Radio, where conspiracy is not theory and political corruption finds the spotlight. CPR, we are committed to upholding Canadians' God-given rights to life, liberty, and freedom with all thy sons. Command. 
All right, my friends, welcome back. We're just going to jump right into the next article, which comes to us by way of the National Post. And the title reads, I see it coming. Mandatory vaccinations on the horizon, federal health minister says. This is by Ryan Tulmity and Michael Higgins, and it was written on January 7th, 2022. Health Minister Jean Yves Duclos says he believes mandatory vaccinations will happen in Canada. Duclos signals, signaled Friday that provincial governments should be discussing mandatory vaccinations, saying it's a conversation that has to happen as unvaccinated p- patients continue to put strain on hospitals. There's that BS line again. These guys are freaking lying through their teeth. Asked about mandatory vaccination, he said in French, I personally think we will get there at some point. According to a translation on CBC, he added, I see it coming personally, not now. I don't think we are there yet, but I think discussions need to be had about mandatory vaccinations because we have have to get rid of COVID-19. Duclos told a press conference that any decision would be in the hands of provincial governments. But he said the unvaccinated were creating a sizable burden on others. Oh, God. People read this crap, my friends, and soak it up. They believe it. They don't bother to look at the actual numbers, the provincial numbers that the provinces are putting out. Uh, like like you guys know in the past, I've had to, uh, with the provincial numbers, now they're doing cases per 100,000 just to make it look like um, it's actually still the, the unvaccinated burdening the system. And actually last week, um, I'm not even going to report the numbers from last week from Saskatchewan because they're complete BS. All of a sudden there's just this huge jump in unvaccinated cases. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know, even know what I make of it. Everybody in this province is saying it's BS that I know. So we'll see what, what, what the hell that was, because I think someone obviously didn't, didn't carry a decimal or something because it's, it's, it's retarded. And meanwhile, every other province is still having more, um, more vaccinated hospitalizations than, than anywhere else. And all of a sudden in Saskatchewan, you've got this huge jump in unvaccinated cases. It's just so weird. Okay, carrying on. Duclos told, What we see here is that our healthcare system in Canada is fragile. Our people are tired. And the only way, as we know, through COVID-19, be it this variant or any future variant, is through vaccination. Oh, like we said in the pre-show, my friends, it is so unbelievable. Either these people are the dumbest people in the entire world, or they are being paid off, or they're complicit in genocide. Because Delta and Omicron are moving freely in the unvaccinated. The vaccine does nothing for Omicron. Someone tell these fucking clueless politicians that. He said in Quebec, where his riding is located, hospitals were under serious pressure. I see it in my own province. 50% of hospitalizations now in Quebec are due to people not having been vaccinated. (laughs) Only 50%. You'd think, with the, by the way he's talking, that it should have been about 98%. And he's, he's saying this over 50%. So 50% are vaccinated, is what you're saying. You dumb SOB. My God. You remember me? Remember, was it the show, last show or the show before? I'm saying within a couple paragraphs of every mainstream media article now, you can see these people or the media themselves contradict themselves. And here is a perfect example of another freaking moron completely contradicting what he's saying. He's all mad about 50%. I bet you it's even more. I bet you it's more um, vaccinated people now. Let's carry on here. That's a burden on our healthcare workers because the vaccinated aren't. 
a burden on society, which is very difficult to bear and for many people difficult to understand. You know what's more difficult to understand? There, uh, um, this guy, Duclos, you know what's more difficult to understand? Is getting two, two, three, or four shots of a vaccine and still ending up in the fucking hospital with fucking COVID. That is more difficult to understand than a 50% rate of unvaccinated people in Quebec hospitals to me. And I think it's more, more difficult for most Canadians to understand that. In a statement later Friday, Duclos's office stressed that the decision was in the provincial hands. Provinces and territories will continue to take, decision, uh, to take decisions that are within their jurisdiction. As a government, we will continue to do everything we can within our federal authority to keep Canadians safe. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney, Kenney made it clear his province would never consider such a step. Alberta's legislature removed the power of mandatory vaccination from the Public Health Act last year and will not revisit that decision, period, he said. While we strongly encourage those who are eligible to get vaccinated, it is ultimately a personal choice that individuals must make. Way to go, Kenny. Uh, not the most popular uh, politician these days. Any premier right now, whether they're conservative, liberal, NDP, is basically getting thrown under a bus because they're never going to come through this. Um, I know Scott Moe is probably done, but I don't know what the alternative is. You know, in Saskatchewan with them passing the War Act here, where they can basically come in and burn our buildings and, and take our cattle and, and uh, confiscate our land and wreck our everything. They can do everything uh, under the guise of an emergency health crisis, which is what? <laughs> uh, I'm not vaccinated, so Scott Moe's days are numbered, right? Not in the sense that I'm, uh, I'm suggesting violence. I'm s suggesting he's going to get voted out. Okay, both vaccinated and unvaccinated ca uh, Canadians are catching the Omicron variant, but provincial data has shown that unvaccinated people are more likely uh, to require hospital care. <laughs> Bullshit! Some European countries have implemented vaccine requirements. Greece will fine anyone over 60 who is not vaccinated. $144 per month starting next week. Austria has a similar policy with higher fines amounting over 5000 every three months. Italy has made vaccines compulsory for people over the age 50 and German legislators are considering similar steps. This week, Quebec announced it was expanding its mandatory vaccination passport system so people in the province would eventually need three doses of a vaccine to get, to get certain services. So there you go. In Quebec already, if you got two shots, you're unvaccinated. Welcome to the team. You might as well just stay here because it's just going to keep on going. Pretty soon, the three-shot people will be unvaccinated. Then the four-shot people. Like, they're already on uh, shot six in Norway, my friends. Like, do you not think this is going to happen globally? Like, wake the fuck up. Oh. The province also announced that it, it was extending its passport system for people who wanted to enter liquor and pot stores. Well, that's the same as the Scatch. We've already got that going on here. Canada has had vaccine mandates for certain occupations and for school children to combat some diseases, but never a broad-based policy requiring vaccination. The current COVID-19 vaccine mandates for employment have faced legal challenges, but so far courts have found the mandates are in line with the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Oh. Oh. No, 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 no. I just can't, I can't, that, that is just an assumption. Uh, the biggest cases are still in the courts, so do not take that as fact. That's crap. 
The federal government has imposed a vaccine requirement on travelers and public servants, as well as on workers in federal, federal, uh, federal regulated industries like travel. Conservative opposition leader Aaron O'Toole did not address Duclos' comments Friday, but on Thursday he said the government's existing policies were already dividing people and the government should find a balance. Reasonable accommodations could and should be found for small number for a small number of Canadians who may not be vaccinated, he said. Duclos said measures like rapid tests are simply not enough to control the virus and allow Canadians to move past the pandemic. Here we go. They're telling you what, you, what they're going to do. No more testing for anything is what they're going to end up doing, my friends. They're basically telling us in black and white. Rapid tests are not going to end the crisis. Rapid tests are not going to solve COVID-19. The only thing that will solve COVID-19 is vaccination. Oh my God, this is making me want to throw my computer. COVID-19 cases are continuing to surge across the country as the much more transmissible Omicron variant spreads widely. Dr. Trani Tam, Canada's chief public health officer, said the country is currently seeing an average of around 42,000 cases per day, up up 65% from a week ago. In previous waves of the virus, case numbers that high would have swamped hospitals. But but the Omicron variant is much less likely to lead to hospitalization in vaccinated people. (laughs) In this own article, they said it was 50%. Like, these people are so stupid. It blows my mind. This is the National Post, my friends. They are publishing this shit. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, it is so unbelievable that, that people can't pick up on this in Quebec it's 50% in every other province it's actually higher in vaccinated people so that's why they focused on Quebec because it had the most closest ratios probably everywhere else they were like oh crap it's more vaccinated people in the hospital how are we gonna freaking spin this web Jesus Still, the sheer numbers of new infections has increased the number of Canadians in hospital by 91% over the last week. The federal government has sent support to provinces with small teams of doctors and nurses. But Interprovincial Affairs Minister Dominic LeBlanc made clear Friday the government would reach a limit to help it help to the help it could provide. We're moving... um, quickly to do obviously everything we can but it's no surprise that provincial and territorial governments have considerably more health human resources than the government of Canada he said. It shouldn't surprise anybody that it's not a limitless number of federal health care resources that we can bring uh, that we can bring to bear. Provinces have the constitutional responsibility for health care and the federal government has a very small number of medical staff on its payroll most of whom are in the armed forces. So you guys heard Alberta's response to this mandate. Now let's pay attention to uh, Saskatchewan's. Now remember that both these premiers have said multiple things and they've completely done a 180 and done the opposite. But for the time being, it will offer a little bit of hope. Uh, This next one comes to us by way of CTV News. And the title reads, Premier Scott Moe says COVID-19 vaccines will not be mandated in Sask. This is by Matt Young, and it was published on January 7th, 2022. 
Premier Scott Moe says his government will not be mandating COVID-19 vaccinations in Saskatchewan. Moe issued a statement Friday which said getting a a vaccination is a personal choice and should uh, not be imposed by governments. The government of Saskatchewan will not be implementing mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations. While we strongly encourage everyone to get vaccinated to protect yourself and others from serious illness. In Saskatchewan, this is a personal choice, the statement said. The Premier's stance was made clear after the federal health minister's uh, minister said provinces should consider mandating vaccines. And what we see now is that our health care system in Canada is fragile. Our people are tired. And the only way that we know to get through the COVID-19, this variant and any future variant is through uh, vaccination. <laughs> this is Jean, Jean Vies Duclos told reporters during a COVID briefing on Friday. Well, we just covered that. Duclos said that it is his personal view, but one that is based on conversations with his provincial health minister counterparts and informed by what he's been tracking both domestically and international, internationally, whether it be they move forward or not. That's going to be the decision to make, he said. According to the latest federal figures, more than 87% of Canadians aged 12 and older are fully vaccinated. However, millions of Canadians have, cho- have chosen not to receive a single COVID-19 dose and kudos to everybody that didn't uh, hats off to you uh, for standing up for your own bodily autonomy and basically giving a big middle finger to the bullies, which are provincial and federal governments at this point, segregating you and discriminating against you and actually trying to make you feel lesser than we've seen this all before. Um, it was, it happened in the thirties in Nazi Germany with a sickness called typhus. And first they move people into ghettos and then they move them into concentration camps. From there, they move them to death camps. Jeez. And now you've got our, um, basically Trudeau, um, <clears throat> paraphrasing Hitler <laughs> saying that, uh, unvaccinated people are taking up too much space. Almost almost identical to what Hitler said in the 30s about uh, people or about Jews, basically. But they blame typhus on the Jews. It was it was all a vaccine. That's how they did it in in, uh, Germany. A lot of people don't know that it was typhus. They claim that uh, Jews were carrying typhus. So that's why they segregated them, discriminated against them and then rounded them up into ghettos and then concentration camps. So, geez, history is a bitch, isn't it? So what do you think, my friends, is actually causing this uptick, this huge push to make uh, Canadian governments, um, world governments, the U.S. government, uh, the EU, everywhere, Germany, Austria, everywhere. You're seeing it everywhere. Um, What's what's making them push so hard uh, to to um, to get as many people vaccinated right now? Um, It just seems like they're. uh, they're just going insane. If you really want my honest opinion, like they're not looking at the same statistics that every, every average Canadian is seeing every day or listening to, uh, number one, the bulk majority of Canadians, I think have tuned out the mainstream media. Well, I shouldn't say the bulk majority, but at least half of us, I would say don't even, you know, when you look at the actual viewership of, of, you know, the great comparison was, uh, Joe Rogan to like CNN, Fox and everything like that. Like CNN is lucky to get 350,000 viewers on their primetime slots. Now, my friends, Joe Rogan releases a a podcast with, uh, with, uh, Robert Malone and he gets 11 million views immediately. 
which spawns out into hundreds of millions within a couple days. Like, who's getting the coverage here? So why are they panicking so bad? Do you think it's the fact that they don't have the narrative anymore? Uh, I don't think it's just that, my friends. We're going to move into the next article. <clears throat> and the title reads, Judge, Judge Rejects FDA's 75-Year Delay on Vax Data. Cuts it to just eight months. This is by Tyler Durden. Uh, it was written Friday, January 7th, 2022. And I should have mentioned this comes to us by way of Zero Hedge. This is a very difficult article to find. Uh, I had to save it in a way that I knew. <clears throat> have you guys ever had that happen where you save something or you email yourself something and then you go to open it and it's gone? Uh, <clears throat> when producing a show like this, that is my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> when articles disappear because you're trying to put together <clears throat> a show that flows and then you're like, Fuck, where did that go? <clears throat> anyway, to make a long story short, I had to save this one in a way that I knew I could, I could retrieve it. Okay, a federal judge has rejected a request by the FDA to produce just 500 pages per month of the data submitted by Pfizer to license its COVID-19 vaccine. It has ordered, it has, it has ordered them to produce 55,000 pages per month, assuming there are roughly 450,000 pages. That means it will take just over eight months for the world to see what's under the hood. Now let's step out for a minute because they had to already release their trial data, which my friends proved that the risk definitely don't ben, uh, outweigh, or the benefits definitely do not outweigh the risks, and that you are way, the, the chance of fatality from the shot is way higher than the actual sickness. So that's what that proved. Uh, of course, no mainstream media covered it, but that is actually legit. You can find their, um, you can find their study, uh, their their phase one and phase two trials. Now it's released, so you can find it online. I suggest everybody looks at it because that is what it shows. Oh, attorney Aaron Siri, who represents the plaintiff in the case, has provided this stunning update via his blog, Injecting Freedom. On behalf of a client, my firm requested that the FDA produce all the data submitted by Pfizer to license its COVID-19 vaccine. The FDA asked the court for permission to only be required to produce at a rate of 500 pages per month, which would take which would have taken over 75 years to produce all the documents. I am pleased to report that a federal judge soundly rejected the FDA's request to and ordered the FDA to produce all the data at a clip of 55,000 pages per month. This is a great win for transparency and removes one of the strangleholds federal health authorities have had on the data needed for independent scientists to offer solutions and address serious issues with the current vaccine program. Issues which include uh, waning immunity, variants evading vaccine immunity, and as the CDC has confirmed, the vaccines do not prevent transmission. No person should ever be coerced to engage in an unwanted medical procedure. And while it's bad enough the government violated this basic liberty right by mandating COVID-19 vaccines, the government also wanted to hide the data by waiting to fully produce what it relied upon to license this product until almost every American alive today is dead. That form of government is destructive to liberty and anti-ethical to the openness required in a democratic society. In order to release... In ordering the release of the documents in a timely manner, the judge recognized that the release of this data is of paramount public importance and should be one of the FDA's highest priorities. He then aptly quoted James Madison as saying, 
A popular government without popular information or the means of acquiring it is but a prologue to a farce or a tragedy. And John F. Kennedy as explaining that a nation that is afraid to let its people judge the truth and falsehoods in an open market is a nation that is afraid of its people. Very, very cool. And then they give you the case. um, Actually, I think... Okay, so the case is United States District Court um, plaintiff versus FDA defendant number blah, 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 order. This case involves the Freedom of Information Act FOIA specifically at an issue uh, at, at issue is plaintiff's FOIA, FOIA request seeking all data and information for the Pfizer vaccine enumerated in 21 CFR subsection 601.51E with the exception of the publicly available reports on the vaccine adverse events reporting system. Now we're just going to move down to the bottom. Accordingly, having considered the party's arguments filing in support and the applicable law, the court orders that number one, the FDA shall produce more than 12,000 pages articulated in its own proposal. See then uh, before January 31st, 2022, The FDA shall produce the remaining documents at a rate of 55,000 pages every 30 days with the first uh, production being due on or before March 1st, 2022 until production is complete. Number three, to the extent the FDA asserts any privilege, exemption or exclusion as to any responsive record or portion thereof, FDA shall concurrent with each uh, production required by this order produce a redacted version of the record redacting only those portions as to which privilege exemption or exclusion is exerted. Ooh, that's not good. Um, that's not good because they can, they can, they can abuse that. They can redact a whole bunch of stuff, which they will, which they will. And you can bet your bottom dollar. They're going to appeal this too, my friends. Number four, the parties shall submit a joint status report detailing the progress of the rolling production by April 1st, 2022 and every 90 days thereafter. So, um, they, they will report and if they're just going to redact everything, that's going to, that's just, that also will prove exactly what we all know that it's, it's, it's a eugenics program. Uh, it's a depopulation shot. Oh boy. And that is basically it. That's the end of that one. So to get back to the original point, I think you're seeing this panic from our governments, especially in Canada. um, It's our federal government completely panicking uh, because when this information comes out, it's going to expose that these people were willing, willing participant participants in a depopulation or eugenics agenda. And what is that going to do for them, my friends? So what's the idea here? You you get as many shots into as many arms as you possibly can. Then you flip the switch on 5D and everybody just falls over dead. <laughs> is, is that actually what's going to happen? I've, I've seen a lot of predictions from people saying that 5G is going to completely mess with the injected. I don't know. Uh, already, um, like we've discussed in previous shows, you're seeing a f- exponential rise in deaths. Uh, from insurance companies, insurance companies and morgues or, um, uh, undertakers are going to be your most honest people in in this, in this, uh, 
start of, a, I guess, a depopulation agenda. The mainstream media isn't going to cover it, but insurance companies have no problem telling, as we've covered in, in the previous show. I mean, deaths, deaths in working age people 18 to 64 are up 40%. 40%. That's incredible. And horrifying at the same time. That's not even your elderly. Like, that's working age people. And what's going to happen to anybody over, under 18 that has taken this death shot, the clot shot? We're already seeing it. You know, you're seeing it in, in sports and in schools. We've seen it locally in my in my neck of the woods. Uh, young kids skating out for just a, a community skate, falling over dead in, in, a, in a community that's about, about 45 minutes north of where I am. And you got Trudeau coming out and saying that the unvaccinated are taking up space and they're racist misogynists. Like, what? why go down this Hitler-esque narrative if you're not panicking? To me, it, 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 it completely appears to be what I think it is, and that's panic. He's panicking. We know that he's in bed with Pfizer. He gets a kickback for every shot. Why do you think he ordered 30, 33 million shots? You know, enough for people to get, what, up to f- six shots in Canada is basically what he's already ordered. Or enough uh, enough of a supply for the next... He, he, he ordered them right till 2023, I believe. Enough shots from Pfizer. So did he... How many, how many millions or billions did Trudeau get out of that? Man, that guy. He needs to hang by the neck until dead, my friends. This guy is a complete traitor to Canada. Not that he ever was Canadian with his Cuban ancestry. But that's honestly like, and I'm getting to the point where I'm not afraid to say it. This is crimes against humanity. This is genocide. Democide, which is governments killing its, pe- killing its people. Democide would be the one that suits them, them the most in every country. And honestly, my friends... If we ever get this world righted, where we're not living in an upside down clown world, what needs to happen is these people need to be publicly, publicly executed in front of everybody. It needs to be live streamed every single time. They need to be tried, convicted, and executed publicly for what they've done. And that's not even enough. You know, there's, I've heard a saying, I think it was a, I think it's a Buddhist saying that um, <clears throat> karma can only be served <clears throat> in, in a living realm. So imagine being someone in on this, this whole thing <clears throat> and you're responsible for millions, if not billions of deaths. And then you get tried, convicted, and then executed. How many lifetimes do you think that it would take to serve that? When you've killed billions, when you've been a part of a, a, of a group that has killed billions, how many lifetimes do you think? So what do you, if you believe in reincarnation or if you believe in any of this stuff, I personally think that these people would probably be reincarnated as uh, feedlot cattle or, uh, or pigs, slaughter pigs for, uh, for hundreds of years. (laughs) I don't even think they deserve to come back as humans. Can you imagine that? thousands of years of just coming back as a slaughter pig or a chicken or a, just a, a meat chicken <laughs> being born every time and just going fuck i'm here again oh no you know it's you know of all the animals of all the critters pigs have always freaked me out the most because they look at you they're way too smart 
and I've never been, they freak me. I don't like them. <laughs> and I've had bad run-ins with pigs ever since I was little. I got bit on the thigh once when I was just a little tot helping my stepmom feed her pigs. And one of the boars came over and bit me right on my thigh, like tried to take a chunk out of me. So I don't even like pigs as to begin with. <clears throat> so anyway, kind of went off on a tangent there, but yeah, I, that's my personal opinion. These, these people are, are guilty of crimes against humanity to the fullest extent. And, and the world has to wake up. I don't know how much of the world's going to be left though. If this actually is a eugenics or depopulation agenda, like, and if it actually starts happening in the way that some people are predicting, is there going to be enough of us to take them down? I don't know. Keep in mind that, uh, you know, people that are way further inside than I am say that this group is only 3000 strong. Now, each one of those 3000 has minions um, they probably all have hundreds of minions and their, their minions have thousands of minions. So when you start thinking of it that way, you got people that are going to be loyalist, uh, loyal to these people and fight to the death for them. But we'll see, we'll see how this plays out. All right, my friends, where are we going to go next? Speaking of globalists, um, chef sought, sent me a great article, uh, that kind of highlighted, uh, one of our favorite ones, and uh, this comes to us by way of News Punch. And the title reads, Bill Gates caught funneling $319 million to media to brainwash the public. Uh, this was written, by, written on November 21st, 2021. So it's been around for a while, but it's still very relevant because it lists everything that, he, he, um, everything that he's funding. <clears throat> this was written by Sean Adel uh, Tabatabai. Billionaire Bill Gates has secretly funneled $319 million to select mainstream media outlets around the world as part of, part of an effort to brainwash the public, a bombshell new report has revealed. The diabolical scheme was exposed in documents obtained by investigative journalist Alan McLeod. According to McLeod, the funneling of cash was exposed during a review of over 30,000 individual grants from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation website database. Among the beneficiaries on the list are CNN, NBC, NPR, PBS, The Atlantic, New York Public Radio, and other far-left outlets. Shocker. <clears throat> the Gates Foundation money going forward uh, toward media programs has been split up into a number of sections presented in descending numerical order and includes a link to the relevant grant on the organization's website. McLeod wrote in his report on this matter. Okay, so every single one of these media outlets has gotten, well, the lowest is 5,000. But I just want to list off, instead of the numerical um, amounts, we're going to just list off everybody under the thumb of Bill Gates so we can get through it a bit quicker because the list is actually that long. NPR, The Guardian, Cascade Public Media, Public Radio International, The Conversation, Univision, Der Spiegel in Germany, Project Syndicate, Education Week, uh, Weta, NBC Universal Media, National Media Group, Le Maud, uh, Bacissus, South, South Africa, El Pais, BBC, CNN, KCET, Population Communications International, The Daily Telegraph, Chalkbeat, The Education Post, Rock Paper Productions, Corporation for Public Broadcasting, Upworthy, Financial Times, The 74 Media, The Texas Tribune, Punch, <clears throat> News Deeply, The Atlantic, Minnesota Public Radio, YR Media, The New Humanitarian, 
Shager FM, which is in Ethiopia, Al Jazeera. We've even covered some of their their media. Eek, might have to stay clear of that. ProPublica, Crosscut Public Media, <clears throat> Drist Magazine, Kurgeisite, Educational Broadcasting Corp, Classical 98.1, PBS, Gonnet, Mail and Guardian, South Africa, Inside Higher ED, Business Daily, Daily Nigeria, Medium, <clears throat> Newtopia, Independent Television Broadcasting, Independent Television Service Incorporated, Kaxin Media, which is in China, Pacific News Service, uh, National Journal, Chronicle of Higher Education, Bell & Weissel Co., Media Trust, New York Public Radio, KUOW, uh, Puget Sound Public Radio. Together, these donations total $166,216,526. The money is generally generally directed towards uh, issues close to the Gates' hearts. For example, the $3.6 million CNN grant went towards reporting on gender equality with a particular focus on least developed countries, uh, producing journalism on the everyday in- inequities endured by women women and girls across the world. While the Texas Tribune received millions to increase public awareness and engagement of educational reform issues in Texas. Given that Bill is one of the charter school's most fervent supporters, a cynic might interpret this as planting cooperative charter school propaganda into the media, disguised as objective news reporting. The Gates Foundation has also given nearly $63 million to charities closely aligned with big media outlets, including nearly $53 million to BBC Media Action, over $9 million to MTV's Staying Alive Foundation, and $1 million to the New York Times' Neediest Cause Fund. While not specifically funding journalism, donations to the uh, philanthropic arm of the media player should still be noted. Gates continues to underwrite a wide network of investigative journalist centers as well, totaling just over $38 million, more than half of which has gone to the D.C.-based International Center for Journalists to expand and develop African media. Uh, These centers include International Center for Journalists, Premium Time Center for Investigative Journalism, uh, the Pulitzer Center for Crisis Reporting, Foundation Euractive Polytech, International Women's Media Foundation, Centers for Investigative Reporting, Intermedia Survey Institute, the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, Internews Network, Communications Consortium, Media Center, Institute for Nonprofit News, the uh, Pointner Institute for Media Studies, Wool uh, Soyinka Center for Investigative Journalism, this is in Nigeria, Institute for Advanced Journalism Studies, Global Forum for Media Development, Mississippi Center for Investigative Reporting. In addition to this, the Gates Foundation also applies press and journalism associates with cash to the tune of at least $12 million. For example, the National Newspaper Publishers Association, a group representing more than 200 outlets, has received $3.2 million. These list of organizations include... Education Writers Association, the National Newspapers Publishers Association, National Press Foundation, Washington News Council, American Society of News Editors Foundation, Reporters Committee for uh, Freedom of the Press. This brings the total running total up to 216 million. The foundation also puts up the money to directly train journalists all over the world. 
in the form of scholarships, courses, and workshops. Today, it is possible for an individual to train as a reporter thanks to the Gates Foundation grant. Find work at a Gates-funded outlet and belong to a press associated funded by Gates. This is especially true of journalists working in the fields of health. Imagine that. Education and global development. The ones Gates himself is the most active in and where scrutiny of billionaires' actions and motives are most necessary. Gates Foundation grants pertaining to the uh, instruction of journalists include John Hopkins University, Teachers College, Columbia University, University of California, Berkeley, uh, Tsinghuao University, China, Seattle University, Institute for Advanced Journalists, uh, Journalism Studies, Rhodes University, South Africa, Montclair, that's Quebec State, oh no, that's, no, it's not, State University, Pan-Atlantic University Foundation, World Health Organization, The Aftermath Project. The BMGF, um, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, also pays for a wide range of specific media campaigns around the world. For example, since 2014, it has donated $5.7 million to the Population Foundation of India in order to create dramas that promote sexual and reproductive health, with the intent to increase family planning methods in South Asia. Meanwhile, it allotted over $3.5 million to a Sengalese organization to develop radio shows and online content, content that would feature health information. Supporters consider this to be helping critically underfunded media, while opponents might consider it, to, uh, uh, consider it a cast of a billionaire using his money to plant his ideas and opinions into the press. You don't say. Media projects supported by the Gates Foundation. European Journalism Centre, World University Services of Canada. Oh, yeah. Well-Told Story Limited, Solutions Journalism Incorporated, Entertainment Industry Foundation, Population Foundation of India, Participant Media, uh, Rizzo uh, African de l'Education pour le Centre, News America, All African Foundation, Steps International, Centre for Advocacy and Research, The Sesame Workshop, Panos Institute, West Africa, Open Cities Lab, Harvard University, Learning Matters, the Aaron Diamonds AIDS Research Center, Thompson Media Foundation, Communication Consortium Medium Ce- uh, Media Center, Story Things, Center for Rural Strategies, the New Venture Fund, Helanthus Media, University of Southern California, World Health Organization, Phi Delta Kappa International, Icana Media, Seattle Foundation, Education North Carolina, Beijing Gork Interactive, Upswell, the African Academy of Sciences, Seeking Modern Applications for Real Transformation, SMART, Bay Area Video Coalition, Powerful Foundation, PTA Florida Congress of Parents and Teachers, the PTA, Pro Social, Boston University, National Center for Family Learning, Development Media International, uh, Amadu Bello University, Indonesian eHealth and Telemedicine Society, the Filmmakers Collaborative, Foundation for Public Broadcasting in Georgia, and SIF, totaling $97,315,408. Added together, these Gates-sponsored uh, media projects come to a total of $319.4 million. However, there are clear shortcomings in this non-exhaustive list, meaning the true figure is undoubtedly far higher. First, it does not count subgrants, the money given by recipients to media around the world. And while, Gates, and while the Gates Foundation fosters an air of openness about itself, there is actually precious little public information about what happens to the money from each grant. 
save for a short one or two sentence description written by the foundation itself on its website. Only donations to press organizations themselves or projects that could be identified from the information on the Gates Foundation website as media campaigns were counted, meaning that thousands of grants have some media elements, uh, some media element do not appear on this in this list. In a case in point where the BMGF's partnership with Viacom CBS, the company that controls CBS News, MTV, VH1, Nickelodeon, and BET, media reports at the time noted that the Gates Foundation Foundation was paying the entertainment giant to insert information and PSAs into their programming that Gates had intervened to change storylines in popular shows like ER and Law and Order SVU. He's intervening. He's intervening in television programming, like not that it, like you know television programming. Not like we don't already know what it is, but he's actually intervening to make it worse or whatever. You know, this guy's not doesn't have a good intention in his body. Like he's the product of eugenicists. However, when checking the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation grant database, Viacom and CBS are nowhere to be found. The likely grant in question totaling over $6 million, merely describes the project as a public engagement campaign aimed at improving high school graduation rates and post-secondary completion rates specifically aimed at parents and students, meaning that it was not counted in the official total. There are surely more, many more examples like this. For a tax-privileged charity that so often trumpets it's the importance of transparency, it's remarkable how intensely, how intensely secretive the Gates Foundation is about its financial flows. Tim Schwab, one of the few investigative journalists who has scrutinized the tech billionaire, told Mint Press. Also not included are grants aimed at producing articles for academic journals. While these articles are not meant for mass consumption, they regularly form the basis for stories in the mainstream press and help shape narratives around key issues. You don't say. The Gates Foundation has given a far and wide has given far and wide to academic sources with at least $13.6 million going towards creating content for the prestigious medical journal, The Lancet. Oh, so they're manipulating the data on the other end, even though some of it's still getting through. And of course, even money given to universities for uh, purely research projects eventually ends up in the academic journals and, al- and ultimately downstream into mass media. Academics are under heavy pressure to print their results in prestigious journals, publish or perish, is the mantra in university departments. Therefore, even these sorts of grants have an, have an effect on our media. Neither these nor grants funding the printing of books or establishment of websites uh, counted in the total, although they too are forms of media. Holy, this is very long. I didn't expect this article to uh, take up the whole show. There's quite a few other things I wanted to get to, but uh, let's let's carry on. Low-profile long tentacles. In comparison to other uh, tech billionaires, Gates has kept his profile as a media controlled uh, a- as a media controller relatively low. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos purchased the Washington Times for 250 million in 2013. Was a very clear and obvious form of media influence, as was eBay founder uh, Pierre Audemars. Creation First Look Media, the company that owns The Intercept. Despite flying more under the radar, Gates and his companies have amassed considerable influence in media. 
We already rely on Microsoft-owned products for communication, Skype and Hotmail, social media, LinkedIn, and entertainment, Microsoft Xbox. Furthermore, the hardware and software we use to communicate often comes courtesy of the 66-year-old Seattleite. How many people reading this are doing so on a Microsoft Surface or Windows phone or and doing so via Windows OS? Not only that, Microsoft owns stakes in media giants such as Comcast, AT&T, and the <clears throat> MS in MSNBC stands for Microsoft. I did not know that. Holy crap. Media gatekeepers. That the Gates Foundation is underwriting a significant chunk of our media ecosystem leads to serious problems with objectivity. The foundation grants to media organization raise obvious conflict of interest questions. How can reporting be unbiased when a major player holds the purse strings? Wrote, wrote Gates local Seattle Times in 2000. Gates's local Seattle Times in 2011. This was before the newspaper accepted a BMGF money to fund its educational section. Now they won't be saying anything like that, my friends. Schwab's research has found that this conflict of interest goes right to the very top. Two New York Times columnists have been writing glowingly about Gates Foundations for years without disclosing that they also work for a group, the, social, uh, the Solutions Journalism Network, that, as shown above, has received over $7 million from the Tech Billionaires charity. Earlier this year, Schwab also declined to co-report uh, co on a story about COVAX for the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, suspecting that the money Gates has, has been pumping into the outlet would make it impossible to accurately report on a subject so close to Gates's heart. Sure enough, when the article was published last month, it repeated the assertion that Gates has little to do with COVAX's failure, mirroring the BMGF stance that, and quoting them throughout. Only at the very end of more than five, uh, more than a five thousand word story, did it reveal that the organization was defending, uh, the the organization it was defending was paying the wages of its staff. I don't believe Gates told the Bureau of Investigative Journalism what to write. I think the bureau Im implicitly, if subconsciously, knew they had to find a way to tell the story that didn't target their funder. The biasing effects of financial conflicts are complex and very real and reliable, Schwab said, describing it as a case study in perils of Gates-funded journalism. Mint Press also contacted the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for comment, but they did not respond. Well, there you go, my friends. <clears throat> Just a, a, a very cool deep dive, uh, courtesy of Chef into how the globalists are manipulating and controlling our media globally. And if you had any doubts, and, I, and just think about this for a minute, when you think of, in the terms of wealth, Bill Gates isn't even the biggest player. Like, imagine what the, uh, you know, when they when they release, it's funny, Frank says this all the time. Or uh, actually, it's Sean from the SGT report that says this. He says, you know, you've got this, they do this top 10 world's wealthiest people all the time, but they always leave out the banking families, the banking families that have been in control of the monetary system for thousands of years already. And you, you want to, you want to actually believe people like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and uh, Jeff Bezos are the richest people in the world. These people are, have peanuts compared to the families that have been controlling the global monetary systems for thousands of years. Imagine the wealth. We can't even estimate. We don't even know. It'd be it. What's what's beyond trillions? What's the next thing after that? Because they'd probably be in that, if not beyond. How do you measure that type of wealth? 
And once you have that type of wealth, what's the next, what's the, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So, I mean, just imagine this is just, but a small piece of the puzzle. Look at the, look at the amount of control Bill Gates himself can exert over the media. Imagine what the Rothschilds could do, which, you know, the Rothschilds are actually just the puppets for the, for, uh, for Rome, for, for the Vatican. All roads lead to Rome, my friends. And one of the major players in all of this is the Vatican. In my personal opinion, you might disagree, but that's my opinion. So it's all, you know, people that still watch media, uh, uh, you know, like listen to actual mainstream media. It's all been manipulated. All of it. You know, you're seeing, you know, you hear, you hear people talk about Mandela effects, how they're changing like uh, specific things uh you know, little minor things that they'll do like commercials and stuff like that. Well, imagine what's, what's really been happening with our history as they slowly just pick it away and try to make it uh, more, more uh, malleable to the narrative that they're trying to push forward. You know, there's, there's a lot of truth in the sense that everything we've been taught to believe is a lie. And this is, this is, a demonstration that they are controlling completely controlling the narrative so i don't know why people are surprised when i say that not necessarily you you guys but um people on on the social sometimes i'll say that that you know absolutely everything we've been taught and learned is a lie and i have people argue with me about that all the time and i'm like well how, how does that surprise you how does that surprise you but these are people that are still i guess a little bit plugged into the system if not fully plugged into the system and they do not want uh to admit that they've been fooled it is what it is. I, I think, I think we're at a stage. We're at a stage in a timeline now uh, where the Great Awakening is inevitable. Uh, for those of you that have listened to qu- quite a few shows back, we got into Project Looking Glass, and uh, there was just no way for them to avoid it. So I think they went ahead with a um, a eugenics program to try, and uh, through operating, injecting operating systems into people, um, to try and keep as many people docile or asleep to the fact that um, the truth is billowing out at every turn now. So will it work? I don't know, because like any eugenics program, there's a fail-safe. If it doesn't work, they'll just pull the plug on it. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see, you know, But the fact that you've got one eugenicist, the product of a eugenicist, Bill Gates, in, that, in control of that much media globally tells you how concerned they are about controlling the narrative. And then, you know, you go right back to the beginning of the show, listening to Trudeau panic, absolutely panic about getting shots into arms. That's what they're trying to prevent, my friends. We're basically at a crossroads. We've got the Great Reset or the Great Awakening. And I don't think no matter what they do, they can stop the Great Awakening. You know, they've delayed it. When you think about it, they've delayed it for for 10 years already. You know, the Mayan calendars were actually accurate. That's when the ages were supposed to switch. We were supposed to go into a golden age in 2012. <clears throat> and But the only reason we haven't is because the globalists have pushed the narrative back. They've manipulated it enough that they're actually getting it pushed back. We're now 2022, 10 years later. And it's appearing to me that the Great Awakening is going to happen no matter what they do. Or at least for a faction of us. They might be able to keep the injected, you know, <clears throat> La Quinta Columna, Columna, the ones that have been basically researching what is exactly in the shots, have basically found now mi- microscopic um, 
chips, uh, motherboards, to, to, for lack of a better term. I wish I had the article open in front of me, but they, um, they've basically found complete operating systems in these shots. So, you know, you could argue that those are uh, tracking systems, so on and so forth. But, I mean, what happens when these... Uh, and also keep in mind that uh, the graphene oxide in these shots receives and transmits uh, EMF radio or frequencies, right? So what happens when they switch us over to a basically radio, uh, a radioactive frequency like 5G? And these people can transmit this. What happens to them? Hmm, million dollar question, I guess. You know, even for us, like, you know, 4G f- from what I've researched and f- have found, 4G has the ability to, to uh, penetrate um, animal chromosomes. So those of you that are pet owners, if you've got Wi-Fi in your house and, and you've got, you know, three or four people using Wi-Fi all the time, have you noticed that cancer in your dogs, specifically your dogs. Um, 4G penetrates canine chromosomes the worst, is from what I can tell. It it affects cats too. But uh, have you noticed that you've had uh, at least one or two dogs die of of some form of cancer? I can tell you since we've got our our Wi-Fi at my place, I've had two dogs. Uh, Two dogs. One one, One of my Dobermans, she got it into her bones, and she had a little lump on her on her lip and uh i took her in and i got basically got told this is when she was she was eight i got told that there was nothing they could do for her it's in her bones and i said at the time i I really trust my vet by the way um he's he's a top-notch human he's a guy that if i'm in need of ivermectin he would help me out i'm not in need because i'm stocked up but anyway to get back to the story it was just a little legion on her lip and he goes well no it's it's in her bones like this is actually coming from her bone i said you can't just cut that off and she's going to be okay and he goes no he said i'm sorry the only way only thing we could do is take out half her jaw and hopefully slow it down he said but it's in her bone marrow it's just going to surface somewhere else that was one that was my doberman murphy and then uh, i had a, a red blue healer cross that he he too he was loaded right full of it you could and he was my outside dog and you, you could feel it in him. He had lumps all over the place. So we just tried to keep him as comfortable as he could. We could. And, but anyway, I ended up having to put both of them down. But the, the point of this, me telling you about this, is that I'm sure any of you as pet owners, if your Wi-Fi is on 247, I'm sure you've probably noticed a cat or a dog that has come, that has basically been diagnosed with cancer. Probably a few years early. Like Murphy should have lived another five years. But unfortunately, <clears throat> I had to put her down. Uh, it basically what happened was it, it, uh, it got to the point where she couldn't eat because it, it started affecting her teeth and it hurt her to eat. So I did put her on painkillers to get her through a little bit, but it just, you know, you get to a point where it's just not fair, right? You, you just feel guilty keeping them alive for yourself, right? So you, you end up having to make that decision to put them down, but let me know, you guys reach out to me, um, <clears throat> reach out to me on Facebook and let me know if you've had a, a pet that uh that has actually um uh been diagnosed with cancer that that you've lost i i would imagine the the numbers are stunningly high anyway to get back to the the original narrative that we were talking about that's what happened when with the rollout of 4g now 5g has the ability to penetrate human chromosomes now take out the fact that you've got people wa- now that are walking around as uh, their human antennas with the injected 
the fact that 5G can penetrate just normal, you are yours and my chromosomes, um, cancer rates are going to skyrocket. I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen predictions by people that that are fully aware of this, medical people, and uh, you know, uh, highly highly qualified people that we're going to see 30% of the human population die off just from the when they flip the switch on 5G. Now that's right around the corner. The U.S. was actually planning it last week. There was some delays. Now I don't know if they did or not flip the switch, but. It'll be interesting to see what happens here. So the one thing I can tell you is there are products you can get clothing uh, that do block EMF frequencies, but it's, it's crazy expensive. So I don't know what the answer is. Um, <laughs> you know, the old saying tinfoil hats, maybe we'll all be wearing tinfoil jackets and, and shirts and pants now. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But it is what it is, my friends. So... With that being said, we're over the hour here, so we better shut this one down. If you want to reach out to me or if you want to come, if, if you got an animal that, that you have lost due to cancer and you and you actually can start bridging the gap between 4G, let me know. Reach out to me on Facebook. It's Canadian Patriot Radio. Use the message button. It comes directly to me. Um, telegram. I got to look up the address. There's a new Telegram um, room, my friends, because the old one is fucked. I can't get Telegram to respond to me, so it would appear that maybe it actually is a shadow ban. Um, and I'm just going to look up the address because I can't remember it off the top of my head for this one. Anyway, I just started it. There's not as many people there, but this one seems to be running smooth right now. So <clears throat> I would I would encourage everybody to move over to this one. <clears throat> the new CPR Telegram page is t.me backslash cpr underscore two um yeah get over to that one because that's where i am um eventually i'd like to just see the numbers completely dwindle on the other one and i'll just shut it down i'm hesitating um telling everybody on there that to come over to this one yet of course in this broadcast they're going to hear it but simply because i i believe that it was the uh uh, blatantly racist posts that um, probably got the shadow ban. Um, there's one person in particular that was doing that, and uh, that's just bad news bears. Um, <clears throat> granted, there's probably a reason behind it. I get it, but at the same point, uh, we just can't. We can't do stuff like that. Uh, it just it puts a target on the channel, and it, I'm I'm convinced that that's the reason why this channel, that first channel, was experiencing grief. So, anyway, my friends, um, to repeat that new address it's t.me backslash cpr underscore two uh if you prefer email it's canadian patriot radio at gmail and then for those of you that want to visit the website it is canadian patriot radio.ca thank you my friends for tuning in for another episode and until next time in all thy sons command <laughs> for joining us for another episode of Canadian Patriot Radio. CPR is not filmed before a live studio audience. If you like the show, friends, make sure you give us a thumbs up and share us on all your social media platforms. Until next time, take care.
Gracias.